This edition of Skill Check was originally released on February the 25th, 2021. Hello and uh, welcome to uh, Skill Check, the gaming and uh, well-being podcast from uh, YMCA Exeter. My name is Andy and uh, joining me on uh, the other side of uh, Facebook or Zoom, depending on how you look at these things, uh, we have Zach. Hello, Zach. Hi, Andy. It's good to be back this week after a week off last week. Yes, yes. Uh, we've uh, both had a half-term break of, of sorts. And uh, yeah, it's, it was interesting, wasn't it? You know, it was, yeah, lots of rain, lots of dampness, lots of, yeah. Lots of not playing the one game I was going to play in half-term. Oh, remind me, what, I always do what this. was that game? I was, I made a commitment to, the, mm-hmm. to, to, to everyone and to myself. I was going to continue my playthrough of Pathfinder Kingmaker, huge kind of isometric RPG game that, you know, hundreds and hundreds of hours long that I've started and I've done it. I've started more than once and I've never got as far as I've got now, but equally now I, I, I'm not in the groove. And so I was like, I've got a week. I'm going to continue my playthrough, refine the passion for it and didn't even load up the game once during half term played something else, didn't actually game really at all in half-term, even though that's, you know, kind of what I was going for. But at the moment, I feel like I've fallen a little bit out of love with gaming. Like, I go through these phases dun, every so much. I know, right? On a gaming podcast. And, I, and I, just, oh. I just can't, for the life of me, string together my attention span for more than, like, 10 minutes at a time. And and, I, and, and so gaming's just... In 10 minutes, you're not going to do anything in a game, for, in a game really. So I find myself flittering from other things, not really achieving anything gaming-wise. And then I just get to the end and I'm getting frustrated because I like the game is worth playing. Like it's a fantastic game. I want mm. to see the end of the story, but for the life of me, I can't string my concentration span together for more than ten minutes at a time to like make significant progress. Can I say two words to you about my half term? Bowser's mm. Fury. Yeah. That did come out the Friday before half term, right? And my word, yeah, it's good. It's good. It it's brief. I think it's meant to be brief. Uh, lots of fun, you know. And yes, Bowser has f- lots of fury. He's yeah, all 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 Furious. those adverts. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> there's lots of anger there. There's lots of fire. There's lots of yeah. Definitely recommended. And there's got to be something said for shorter, more clean, more precise gaming experiences where you know that if you start, you might finish within a day or two and you'll have seen mm. the whole story. You've played everything there is to say, but what, the, and yes, you may be short, but what is there is good. Yeah. Yes. And whilst it is short, uh, very much like uh, Super Mario Odyssey, you know, once you complete the game, there is other things to go back and collect and other puzzles have become unlocked and things like that so it does have that replayability factor in as part of it as well which yeah and that's probably why the only game i played in half term was destiny 2 their new season came out and their new seasonal activity is a really quick battleground mode where you go in you load in kill a lot of enemies get loot do it again rinse repeat like and I played that quite a bit. So, it works, you know. 
Yeah, it does. Those little bite-sized gaming kind of experiences that grip you for a few hours, you know, you can, and you know, you're going to see the end of whatever it is that you're playing mm. and what you are playing because it's shorter. It's a much more coherent experience. Um, and I think that's why Fortnite works. They've, they've nailed the whole three months is a good amount of time to do an event people and have regular amounts of like new things every few weeks for people to play. They do it yeah. so well. Even yeah. I played Fortnite last week. Wow, I know uh, that that word we 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 don't say much anymore, but we we probably can because you know it's not as big a thing as it was then, and not divisive. I don't think. I think it's kind of lost its. It's not lost its steam, yeah. but it's definitely not the controversial thing that it used to be. And everyone's not just playing Fortnite. That's um, true. That's true. But there is another game that a lot of people do seem to be playing, mm. and I'm very sorry if you know. Lovely listener, I'm very sorry if, if you've heard lots of talk about this game because we all know that lots of people are, are out there playing Animal Crossing. But I, Zach, I want to set a case for, for it. You know, I, I want to set a case as to why, you know, it's great for both kids and adults to spend time playing. Yeah, I mean, I have never... I haven't heard one negative thing about Animal Crossing. And whilst I don't play it personally, I totally understand and get why people invest so much time into into it. And we're going to talk, obviously, go into more detail about those things as we go through. But but as far as just only ever hearing good things, like I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've seen a bad news article or bad publicity or bad press associated with it in, in any way since it came out. And for the kind of game that it is, that's quite a statement. So I want to present oh, four-ish cases for defense of Animal Crossing and why, you know, if you're a parent with kids, why it's, it's okay to let your kids play Animal Crossing. If you're grown up, if you're an adult, if, you know, you're looking at this kind of weird cutesy game, if you're wondering, oh, should I play it? Should I not? Is it a bit weird or whatever? Actually, it's good for you to play as well. So I've got four cases for the defense for, you know, why it's it's good. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Yes. For, for those listening, Zach is giving me affirmative looks with his eyes. That. And, a non-verbal yes. Yeah, no, <laughs> which isn't helpful for a podcast part of this because no. you guys can't hear. But you can hear, but you can't see. That's the one. I'll get there. It's been a day. <laughs> and it very much picks up on what we've just talked about in that, you know, the tasks involved. So for those who aren't aware of Animal Crossing, you in a nutshell, you go and live on a desert island and you're given jobs to do to earn money to do to get stuff basically there's a character called tom nook who wants to take all your money is, is that a thing no well i i wouldn't say that he wants to take your money but he's basically the guy in charge and he's the guy that kind of gives you jobs and then so it's like the bailiff he, he is some sort of bizarre manager bailiff in that he kind of gives you jobs to so he let you, you earn money. He gives you jobs so you can earn money, money and then you give him the money in order to pay off the debt. Or 
and okay. that yeah 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 okay i'm with you it, it, it's it's possibly best not to think too much of it on a on that sort of level but the jobs you are given are really straightforward really easy really kind of very much it it's not the sort of tasks you know where you have to run around jumping on platforms squashing mushrooms killing monsters assassinating people stealing cars collecting coins anything like that it's things like wandering around your islands shaking trees to get fruit or chipping away at rocks to get stuff to build other things or catching butterflies to sell on to people in order to raise money for bridges to be built or extra rooms to be put on your house and all that sort of stuff and yeah it's uh, i guess a lot of it is there and you're kind of raising money for either your house or for extra bits to be put on your island to kind of make the island look nicer to let to help your other island residents just move around nicer and easier and better and yeah it's 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 very simple very straightforward and quite it doesn't take up a lot of your time to do particular tasks hmm. i guess that's what we're advocating for then in terms of like why why would we let our kids and our young people getting you know play this play animal crossing in particular is that that the a game like this which gives you very simple things to achieve gives you that sense of achievement ultimately mm. that that you are you are always moving towards something that you will be able to complete especially for a younger younger child um and that at the moment when we're in we think about lockdown we think about the fact we're not getting out and they're not probably participating in the groups and after school clubs that they would normally a game like animal crossing still allows them to participate in something that will also then give them a sense of achievement when they when they kind of complete whatever task it is that they're doing yeah. and we're probably going to enlighten that to a lot of like other things that they might be doing in a non-lockdown time and whether it's a sports activity or a group or, or anything like that that actually like all those things come with a sense of achievement and to overcome something and so a game like animal crossing auto almost automatically essentially gives a child that experience right it gives mm. a experience of achievement of, of progressing of making forward steps um, and because it is simple it, it's not like zelda you know where there's lots of exploring there's lots of nice scenery there's lots of people to pretend to you're talking to or actual or actually talk to depending on the imagination that of the people playing but in, in a game like zelda you've got scary monsters that, that you come across in animal crossing it's all about being kind which is my second point by the way a seamless link there thank you and yeah it's all about being kind and it's all about saying about stopping and talking to your neighbors and saying nice things and giving presents and it's an actual theme that runs through it and it's not you know it's an actually is actually being kind not in a kind of gta i'm not going to run over that person today we're being kind it's an actual it's just being kind yeah which yeah 
Which is nice. That's, you know, really, really important thing that we should all spend more time doing and all spend more time figuring out is how to be more kind. And yeah. so there's no better, you know, no greater lesson for than for, you know, if you if you kind of you if you're worried about what kind of experiences your child or young person will be having in games, then a game like Animal Crossing, you can almost be assured that the experience they're having is going to be one of, like Andy said being kind to the other players in the game and the other NPCs in the game. And so I can't, there's no downside to that, right? There's no caveat. Animal Crossing is essentially just about Mm. being kind to people and and you get rewarded for that. And then it means you get to build stuff and create stuff, which enables you then to be more kind than you were before because you have more things that you're disposable to be kind with, I guess. yeah, it's very wholesome as a gaming yeah, experience. Yeah, that's a very good word for it. Uh, and I've really, yeah, I've got to admit, I miscounted earlier. I don't have four cases for defence. I actually have six. Sorry about that. So number three is, and all right, so when I'm not, I'm very much talking to our lovely listeners, our lovely viewers here. Sorry, Zach. Because um, you know this, in that when I'm not doing this, I well, I I, I work in supported housing. Um, I've got experience of being a support worker, being a support worker for years. So, point number three might appeal to me a little bit. In that there seems to be this theme of budgeting that comes through this game. In that, in order to upgrade your accommodation, you need money. Money comes from performing tasks. Money can also be spent on different equipment to go around your island so it doesn't necessarily have to go on upgrading your accommodation it could go on something else but in order to do both you need more money so it's entirely up to you how you spend your money there's no kind of negative consequences on about how you spend your money and in fact you could also make an argument that there's a section there that talks about uh, stocks and shares as well but i don't know enough about stocks yeah and and for for our parents that out there and, and listen to us uh particularly on our podcast form and we thank you for doing so it's really cool to see kind of who listens and who tunes in um a recent study came out uh that kind of spoke to the idea that children and young people uh that game develop other social and cognitive skills faster than children that don't participate mm. in it. So we think about something like budgeting, money management. Um, a child that is is playing a game that requires that skill will develop that skill in real life and have a better understanding of it faster than a child that is only then ex- learning about those things as life ultimately arrives at them with the, the problem or the thing that they're learning about, right? So the gaming offers kind of a really unique way for children and young people to learn things that, that kind of they they might not be confronted with in their own lives, but the knock-on effect then of that is that they are developing social skills and understandings that they wouldn't have until potentially much later in their life. And so, um, I mean, also coming from the support background <laughs> and helping people to uh, budget wisely and, and and kind of not just money related, but then also like socializing and other th- and kind of helping people to balance their lives out in ways that are helpful for them. There is no better kind of environment and safer environment for them to learn about this thing because the the implications of not kind of getting it right 
don't exist really in a game like Animal Crossing. Like Andy was saying, like you're not mm. going to be punished if you spend all your money on something and then later realize that you should have spent it on something else. And and actually, like in real life, there are real life consequences uh, to not budgeting well. So no better place for uh, kind of someone to learn about that um, very early on as well uh, for, for children to learn about that stuff than something like Animal Crossing where the consequences of not quite getting it right are so low, but the skill is being developed simply by the exercising of it. Um, mm. There's definitely moments even in my own life where I think back to like arriving at adulthood and wishing I had a better understanding of like budgeting <laughs> and where money goes and and how it how you pay all your bills and all that kind of stuff. So there's you can't start early enough with that particular yeah. skill. I think budgeting is, is super, super important. And so anything that's going to help uh, children and young people understand it a bit more and get their heads around it, um, I'm all for that. Because yeah. I, I too am a nerd and love budgeting. <laughs> Case number, where have we got to? Number four, I think. Yep. Emotions. Now, got to bear with me a little bit here in that what I'm talking about particularly is that there's this menu uh, within Animal Crossing where you have the option of choosing an emotion that you want to show to another character. Now, I can't see, and again, you know, I can't see there's, there's any way of, the emotion you choose causing any sort of negative consequence again. But you do have basically a screen there that says happy. You've got a little drawing of happy. When you select happy, the character does like a happy kind of thing. Uh, You've got another one where you where you've got sad and it's an unhappy face and the character then starts crying just just a little bit and when I think about kind of computer games you know there isn't that sort of idea anywhere really where and I I, I guess it's particularly for younger children who are starting to explore emotions and what does it mean for someone to be angry and what does that look like and or what does it mean to look like you want to dance? You very much got a very simple tool there, where which you can use to to basically discuss what different emotions look like. Yeah, absolutely. And I think anything that helps a young person that may be struggling with, especially in lockdown, where what they're feeling and not really being able to express it in a way that is. Uh, for them at least leads them to be frustrated, right? Whereas a parent mm. can ask as, you know, and rightly so parents will, you know, be asking how their child feels and be be inquisitive and and, and wanting to know about that. Um, it's it's kind of a game, any game that kind of helps initiate some of those conversations, uh, you know, even if even if it's a tough time and, and we, especially now when we're all kind of second guessing ourselves and things that we, took for granted before and and how things made us feel and how we were able to cope with things where we're, everyone children included are struggling with that at the moment uh, and so any game that's going to help facilitate really good healthy conversations around how they're feeling and help you to understand how they're feeling so that you can have uh, mm. kind of deeper and better conversations about it is really really important so if animal crossing allows that and initiates that for some parents out there then, or if you're interested in kind of helping your child uh, to 
open up a little bit more emotionally and you're struggling to to find a way for them to do that then a game like animal crossing whilst obviously it's it's got a high entry level in terms of how expensive that may be and whether you got to wait up whether it'll be worth it if you have that capacity and you think that it, it will whatever we've been talking about so far and you're thinking actually this might this might work like the, this is probably the main i would say probably out of everything we've talked about before and whilst the other things are all great. This is potentially the greatest benefit of a game like Animal Crossing is that it will enable your child or young person to think about how they feel and how others feel. Mm. And hopefully then the knock-on effect of that is that they will then talk to you more about how they feel uh, and they'll yeah. have a reference point for it, right? It's not just pulling it out of the ether. Even now when you know someone asks me, how are you doing? I go, oh yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> like that automatic response <laughs> that everyone, everyone does. So right? British. Yeah, you, and, but you're not you're like you're not even giving yourself time to really think about how you actually feel. I and mean, if a game like this helps young people and children, especially, unpack a little bit of that, and mm-hmm. so the answer isn't just yeah, I'm fine. Um, especially in a time when everyone's lives have kind of been turned upside down, um, then I'm all for it. And so, if if everything well, this far you've been like, I guess, if nothing else, this might give someone a chance to. If, if, if you don't feel you can be honest with someone outside of, you know, the, the game, at least, you know, you can use your, your character, walk around the island and select the emotion you are actually feeling to other people. So at least that way you can process the emotion, even if you don't feel safe enough or uh, secure enough to actually say it out loud to another human being. Yeah. Oh, we got serious and, quickly there, didn't we? On, a, on another note as well, like we've really been talking so far from like the individual, I mean, we know we're going to get onto it and I'm kind of slightly jumping the gun, but but there's, there's nothing stopping you from both playing together with your young personal child, mm. like both playing Animal Crossing together. And so that it becomes less of a thing that innate a really good tool that enables them to explore things by themselves, but also becomes a social thing that you can do together uh, and, and initiate in interactions and conversations and experiences that are shared. So it doesn't have to yeah. be a solo thing. Like it, it, does, it can be a shared thing as well. And that's super important. And I know Annie's going to talk about community and other things well, that Animal Crossing kind of does really, really well. That, um, that is a very good point, Zach, because I, I, I wasn't thinking about that uh, when I first kind of, put the notes together in that whilst you can have yeah so you, you've got two approaches to the multiplayer uh way side of, of animal crossing one is you can sit down with someone else in front of the same screen and control different characters on the same screen um so you could potentially use that you could, to communicate with each other how you're feeling kind of talking game if you are and that could help open up conversations that you could have away from the game and you could use the game as an icebreaker Hmm. or and well not all and you've also got the option of um people can come and visit your island online you know um or you can go visit other people's islands. Quick internet safety 
Uh, points, I wouldn't say so you've got the option to allow anyone to uh, come and visit your island. I wouldn't suggest that um, people under a certain age would should do that. Mm. And uh, it's probably best for it to be only children of adults who said adult parent figure knows um get sent the particular kind of codes to access your island um but yeah again this is a very good environment to have those internet safety conversations about only letting people who you know come and visit I think Animal Crossing does this really well because it allows parents then to um, not have to be fully invested in the experience, allow the young person some freedom to explore and create and be creative and uh, kind of figure out how Animal Crossing works by themselves. But equally, you can, mm-hmm. you can, you can kind of open it up for them to play with their friends and them experience yeah. it in a really safe way. And I think that's something that Animal Crossing does well. If you ever kind of, there's a lot of online games out there, uh, but... Animal Crossing is one of those, the, the ones where I feel like it's as safe as you're probably going to get. So you can, mm. in the way that it kind of, like you said, you need a, you can set it to kind of always ask for a friend code of the person that's coming to your island or only access to friends in which you have to have a code to then kind of be friends with them anyway. So it enables parents to then to kind of have, they you know, if, there's a, if they've got, if your child young person's got a little group of friends that they like to play with, they've all got it. It allows you to kind of moderate that in a really safe way and also gives them the freedom to play with their friends and you know then you can take a step back and know that they're only playing with the friends that you've kind of approved beforehand um so it does really allow for kind of them to have some independence in being able to play online and feel like they're playing with okay. their friends which is great and socializing things mm. the safety of like knowing that they're not kind of interacting on me with people that you've not kind of approved beforehand yeah and, which is amazing because not many games do that. Yeah, and it is great to watch. It, it does very much look like a play date. But also without the kind of intensity of this other child you kind of got to look after and make sure that they're entertained and without the intensity of but that person's hiding for far too long. I can't find them and now I'm getting all upset and so on and so forth. They're, yeah. Not saying that it will will ever be a uh, replacement for kind of person-to-person contact or anything like that at all. But in, you know, times where we can't hang out with each other uh, face-to-face, why not? It's, yeah, it's quite a lovely way of doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so last point. You know what, if you want some sort of power in what in how things look like around you, if you want a way to kind of make choices, if you're looking for, or if you've just got an imagination that just needs to run right, the open world nature of Animal Crossing's design, you know, if you want extra rivers, you can make it. If you want waterfalls all over the place, you can make it. You want that tree dug up, do it. You want, you know, if you want to plant a money tree, turns out you're going to actually plant a money tree. 
Yeah. I'm all about waitress. Do it. If you want a vending machine outside, why not? Yeah. It's, yeah. Basically, my closing argument it's a place to let in your imagination just fly in a really kind and gentle game that, you know, is very much out there and very well timed release for the world we're living in right now. Your honor. Yeah. I'm not sure where you were. Where you're go you're, you're, I, mean, I mean, it makes me want to go away and get Animal Crossing. Because <laughs> sometimes we do need that break and, and that very kind of release and an ability to just go away and create and build an adventure in, in a setting where you know it's not going to expect too much from you. Um, mm. And you almost then get what you put into it. But even if that's not a lot, you're going to be rewarded with progress and fun things happening and socialize and, and things. And, and I feel like that's great because that's a lot of what we're missing at the moment. And so if, if anyone out there is sitting on the fence about, you know, gaming for their child or the young person or really not sure about where they should where you should start or what 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 game would be a great place to start exploring that then i think animal crossing is a great great place to start uh, or if you're a parent with a child who has animal crossing and you're there thinking what the heck is this about hopefully we've given you a few things to think about and a few i, I guess ways in to uh, slightly different ways to chat about the game that's been played yeah and, and that's what we would ultimately say to any parent who has a young person or child that loves gaming and is a part of their lives and a hobby and you don't kind of really understand that then the best thing you can do is ask and be inquisitive about mm. uh, what what they're doing uh, and and if this kind of having a peek behind the curtain with these conversations that we have gives you the ability and resources to initiate those conversations and that's ultimately great like if you have a young a child or young person at games i encourage you and implore you to take an active interest in it ask them you know what games have they been playing have they what what have they achieved have they completed anything have they you know whatever it is just be be interested be inquisitive uh and i guarantee that that will kind of only further uh the kind of uh, the, the kind of conversations that come from investing in a child or a young person and, and that's really, really important especially when you know, things aren't quite how we'd all want them to be at the moment. And other things aren't happening in the ways that, that they normally would. Mm. Pay an interest and see what happens. And I guarantee you it will be fruitful. And uh, yeah, probably open you up to a, a whole world that you maybe become very interested in and, <laughs> and want to explore more. Um, yeah. Cool. Cool. I think, yeah, we should probably take things to a close. Well, now we've, we've probably yeah let's let's let our, our imaginations fly yeah let's this has been skill check podcast we have been andy and zach and once again it has been our pleasure to come from come to you from ymca exeter if you would like to know more about us then you can find all the information about us at www.ymcxter.org.uk. And if you'd like to email us and get in touch with us, we have a very own email address, which is response at exeteryMCA.org.uk. 
and the podcast is also available on every good podcasting platform so if you want to find us you can just search skill check where you listen to podcasts and we will appear magically before your eyes we look forward to seeing you all next week and i hope everyone has a really great week